0: Hello, I'm Rachel Sandbrooks, I'm a writer and comedian and this is the Stand By Your Nan podcast. I've been a wild rover for many a year And I spent all my money on whiskey and beer Hello, welcome to episode four of Stand By Your Nan, Frosty the Snow Nan, or the Christmas episode. Yes, this episode is unseasonably about Christmas and I'm releasing it in July. But maybe we all need a bit of Christmas cheer right now. Plus the fact that most of us, lockdown has been just like Christmas every day. I mean in the worst way, not in the great, yay, it's Christmas. I don't get any presents apart from my delivery groceries bringing me lots of gin. It's just been ages of don't go out except for one walk, overeat, overdrink, over-drink and fall asleep farting on the sofa. And that's just my dog. So in this episode we'll be talking about Christmas's past, nostalgia. There'll be a bit of my anecdotal stand-up show coming up and later an interview with Craig Deely, my lovely friend and Brummy comic who has his own podcast as his alter ego, Trish. In Trish of the day. So why do a Christmas episode? Well, if there's one thing I remember about my nan, it's all the stuff she did at Christmas. All the cooking, all the hosting, and um, I wanted to tell you about the story of when I found out the difference between men at Christmas and women at Christmas. <music> An Anecdotes! The best Christmases were in the 1980s when the whole extended family went over to my nan and grandad's for Christmas parties. They were proper 80s Christmases with satsumas in your stocking, selection pack really being the most chocolate you'd have all year and only fools and horses on the telly. But by the 90s most people had moved away and it was only the last few left in Birmingham. Me, my nan and grandad and my mum. And the occasional auntie. There were fewer satsumas and more Bulgarian Cabernet Sauvignon. And one Christmas made me realise the difference between men and women. Because this was the Christmas I became a man. We were on the doorstep and my Nan Eve opened the door, greeting us like she hadn't seen us in a decade, even though we'd only been over the week before. She opened the door going, We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hello, hello oh, chill out, son. Oh, Brian's not here. Brian was my uncle and if he wasn't there, it only meant one thing. There's no men here, Oh, All oh, oh, right, you'll have to go and sit with granddad. You're going to have to be the man, Rach. There were two main reasons why I fulfilled the role of man. I hated housework, apparently. My aunties would always say. Does she still hate housework, Sam? She does. She hates housework. She hates doing the housework. So my mum does as well. But she doesn't mention that bit, does she? My auntie goes, Oh, you'll have to learn to do the housework, Raj. Or you'll have to find a man that likes housework. Ah, find a man that likes housework. They laughed at that one all day long. And number two, I drank pints. You were not a lady if you drank pints. However, you could drink all kinds of booze, as long as it was in a wine glass. You be the man, right? I had to be the substitute man, which involved listening to my granddad. He was a loud man who needed an audience, and he used to line up his kids to test his jokes on them. And they took great pleasure in keeping his straight face and watching him get more and more annoyed when they didn't laugh at his jokes. Okay. I can relate. I mean, I know where I got that from. And every Christmas, he went down the pub. And obviously, he went down the pub most days, but he'd get unbearable if he didn't have his Christmas trip. So there's me and Grandad down the pub, drinking pints, whilst the women are cooking a feast for a family of 20 that they started in September. The Christmas pudding was stirred in the beginning of September in the front room so you could sit down because it took so long. Nan let me put the sixpence in and make a wish before Common Sense pointed out you could choke on that. The pudding then sat in the pantry for months next to the Christmas cake. The Christmas cake was like concrete. Raisins were so densely packed you could actually build a house with it. You didn't eat it you just acknowledged its existence. Here's the Christmas cake. Oh, great. Yeah. Do you want some? No, it's all right. And then it goes back in the pantry. There was no fridge freezer except for that freezing cold pantry, which was filled with ancient tins like a food TARDIS. It was so damp even the mice needed raincoats. I used to go in, but I never saw the back. I reckon if you managed that, you'd find yourself in Narnia. There was Marmite from 1962, Camp Coffee from the 1950s, which is a sort of liquid chicory style coffee liquid thing that happened before they had Instant, and rows of old Christmas cake that even the mice didn't eat. One of the tins in that pantry was from great-grandad's stint in World War One. It was mystery contents that were never opened. No label. Nan said, we can try it one day. It's probably beef stew. It'll be all right. It's in a tin. So Nan and my mum are in the kitchen cooking everything you can imagine for Christmas dinner when there's only going to be about five of us there. Sprouts are on from 6am. Hairs and curlers. Bread sauce from scratch the turkey ordered three months ahead and being stuffed with homemade stuffing and I'm down the pub with granddad drinking a pint because we are men and when we get back from the pub we sit in the front room and he puffs on his pipe waiting to be called through for food. I asked to help when auntie turned up but I was told to sit down with the men as we take our seats the table is groaning from more food than you can imagine. It's like a closing down sale at a Toby Carvery. There's five different types of veg, Yorkshire pudding in a slab, a huge turkey that Grandad will carve. And as we go round, Grandad gets served first, of course, then me, then the women, and they all take tiny pieces of turkey, like only one roast potato. Oh, i better not, I'm on a diet. And mum and auntie are looking at my plate suspiciously She's saying, are you having all that, age? My mum's saying, she's built like a battleship Her thighs are like tree trunks And my auntie goes, men don't like it when you're fat Well, you did say I was a man today I said as I chomped down on my sixth roast potato The logic cannot be beaten And then they all fell asleep on the sofa Farting, even the dog the Interview. Well, hello Craig, welcome to the Stand By Your Nun podcast. I'm so excited.
1: Thank you. I am did, excited.
0: We did the show together live in real life before the evil we Covid. We're going to so, recreate the magic. Recreating the magic, but also um, this is a very unseasonable Christmas episode. But we need one because we didn't get a Christmas. My lovely massive a glass of Baileys here that's a for Christmas. Tumbler,
1: a tumbler of Baileys. <laughs> yes,
0: and, uh, please. <laughs> I thought I'd do it for comedy value, and then I realised we're on a podcast, so nobody can see it. But it is real. <laughs> it
1: sound, the ice sounds great.
0: Mm. Oh man, that's nice. And I also I got fairy lights and tinsel.
1: <laughs> oh, look
0: at you! <laughs> the only problem with this is that um, it's really itchy. So I was hoping to have it on for the whole thing, just for atmosphere. Yeah. But um, is it all right uh, if I don't? I thought it was made
1: to wear, though, was it? And
0: I know. Also... It,
1: well, it's taken me right back four months. It really has. <laughs> I've
0: got a present as well. i got a present for later. Oh,
1: I didn't bring you anything.
0: Let's imagine you did. <laughs> and then. We'll, all right, then. <laughs> we'll open the one that you got me later, week. <laughs> um, I have got some questions for you. My first one does not necessarily have to be Christmassy, but do you have a nan story?
1: I mean, I've got lots of little little nan tidbits, really, because she was she was. Um, I had two nans, like a lot of people, and uh, so my paternal nan, she was lovely, quiet, quite shy, really sweet and kind. My maternal nan also lovely, but a really kind of dark sense of humour, and uh, she was she was she was not quiet at all. So like Christmas. She had this tradition, and I don't know where it came from. She used to throw walnuts um, on Christmas Day, in the shell, in the shell. Yeah. you just end up with a, a walnut hitting you on the on the back or on your shoulder. Yes. And it's because she used to just throw walnuts. And, and only Christmas, kiss. though. All of us, yeah. You just get a walnut thrown at you. Um, it's the only time she bought them, and they didn't really get eaten. It was just for throwing. <laughs> so that's that was, that, that's a, a particular Christmas memory that uh, never leaves.
0: Did she actually walk um, around? She'd just sit there, sit there in her what, armchair. What, what she'd feet?
1: do is she'd she'd sit at the she'd sit at the kitchen table, and uh, the, the kitchen was right next to where they the living area. Even though they had a, a massive living room that they never used because that was for best. Yeah. They lived in a smaller bit of a room next to the kitchen, and so she'd just sit at the kitchen table and just just throw a walnut <laughs> from the kitchen table. She was a good shot. Didn't she? Yeah, as a practice. So Be it was hard. something you like, could <laughs> As a shell bounced off your head. <laughs> it wasn't to hurt you. She threw it quite lightly, but you know, to get good aim, you've got to give some force behind it. So there was a bit of power behind it, but yeah, it was all good fun. It was Christmas. Walnuts are for Christmas, aren't they?
0: <laughs> Do you think Not for Christmas? life, thank God. I think it was just like a year of resentment built up, and then you know, it's something Christmas. that was built up. Yeah,
1: something could been. Yeah, something had been a brewing for the whole year, and that was their way of uh, venting, I suppose. Throw walnuts <laughs> at the kids.
0: That's for all the time <laughs> I've had to vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but I, I was her favourite grandchild. I was the oldest grandchild on that side, so I was her favourite as well. So, but even I got walnutted.
0: But did you get like just the shell? It would look like it was a nut, but it was just a shell.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the, de- the decoy. The
0: decoy <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, you did always used to get those nuts out and, like, the nut crackers. And I don't know if people still do it. I don't. I know we don't, but, you know. I mean, I
1: think people buy them, but I think it's, it's just tradition's sake, really. A lot of people buy them, but I don't think they're, they're eaten as much. You always just have walnuts and Brazil nuts. And Brazil nuts were like the hardest shells yeah. known to man, um, and you could injure yourself with those uh, nutcrackers. <laughs> well, it was you know it was it was a different time. Health and safety <laughs> was wasn't uh, on everyone's agenda then, was it? No, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> it. Was in the days where you, it was in the days where we used to give my granddad a uh, packet of cigarettes as a Christmas present. So, you know. <laughs> and he he'd like it. He'd asked for it.
0: I was thinking about those front rooms because it was the same. Uh, my grandparents had like a front room and a back room. And in the front room, mm. it's where it was where the men sat. And it was just filled with cigarette smoke and pipe smoke because he smoked a pipe. And it was just yeah. like the whole room was just filled with a cloud of smoke. It's just, you can't even imagine it now. It's really hard Mad, to even it? think.
1: It's weird watching watching people on tv in older programs smoking in a pub or in a restaurant what it feels in the same way you're watching people hug is like the new <laughs> watching people smoke but we had that yeah so they had the big front room and it was only used maybe at christmas and special occasions and it was mainly my nan and my mom and my mom's sister they'd go and sit in there and gossip sometimes the kids would play as well and she used to have a she had like a cocktail bar in that room as well that I was allowed to serve behind when I was when I was little at Christmas <laughs> um, but she only they, she only had a uh, baby shams and cherry bee which no one really liked and I think it's because she thought well if people drink it I'm gonna have to replace it so she's just get drinks that no one liked <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we just used to have a lot of homemade wine like I don't know why, mm. but I remember her plying me with this kind of blackberry wine that was tasted a bit more like vodka or something. And just, was it Ribena was with really, vodka in it? It was <laughs> probably. They used to make it and gooseberry and all this, and it really was. It was really harsh. Yeah. It would be like paint stripper or something. And um, mm. and I remember getting given that when I was really young, like seven or something.
1: Yeah. By yeah. A
0: little bit of this. Well, yes
1: start them early so they start know their limits
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really know my limits Craig this is like a yeah, point yeah. of bailey how's your <laughs> pint of
1: bailey it's going down it's
0: going quite well <laughs> do you remember what your nan used to do because mine all the women in my family seem to do a lot of all the cooking all the jobs and then never actually ate any of the food because they were always <laughs> on a diet but yeah
1: I think so yeah, similar. So, well, so we so on Christmas Day we'd get up and we'd eat, we'd open our presents and then we'd go down to my because na- my nan only lived about uh, like a five minute driveway, ten minute drive. So we'd go down sort of late morning, so probably about eleven o'clock in the morning, and we we're allowed to take our favourite toy just to show them. And they were kind of because my granddad used to get up about I don't know, half four in the morning, so that was lunchtime for him. <laughs> so she used to she used to make the lunch really early. I think they'd have their lunch at about eleven. Um, so we by the time we got there, they were just about ready to have their Christmas lunch. And then we'd go at Christmas lunch. Uh probably normally it's sort of like two o'clock, we'd have ours. And then we'd go back down to my nan and granddad's in the evening. Yeah. With more toys. And and then other like cousins would come and um and my auntie and uncle. And yeah, so it was a nice little sort of get together, loud and boozy and arguey and yeah, it was great.
0: I seem to maintain that 80s Christmases were better. But I think part of that is because you get presents. And I was thinking, yeah. I don't get presents anymore. And then I thought, because I'm nearly 50. So that might be why.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah you do get when you're yeah. a
0: kid, you get a big present. And now it's like an iPad, yeah. an app. It's not the same, is it? Yeah. I'm gonna oh, no. give you we get, I'm gonna yeah. give you a, a virtual present now.
1: Oh go oh, you shouldn't have. What
0: what is that? I've got you there. Look, look, book tokens. <laughs> hey! One pound's worth of book tokens. Oh, that'll That's buy me oh, that'll
1: buy me crates of books for that.
0: Get you a comic. And what have yeah. you got me, Craig? That's
1: what have you got me? Packet cigarettes. Packet cigarettes. cigarettes. Thank you. Yeah, well, we go with the '80s theme, you know.
0: That's 80s. Enjoy. <laughs> used to get those sweet cigarettes i was just still oh yeah yeah sweet cigarettes
1: it. well they're called candy sticks now you can't call them sweet sweet <laughs> cigarettes i remember we used to be able to get um a uh, sweet tobacco can you remember that oh, it was gosh. like coconut flavor but it looked it looked like tobacco in a in a packet and you'd, you'd eat it obviously because it's sweets but yes yeah, sweet tobacco again something else i don't think you'd get nowadays <laughs> certainly you wouldn't call it tobacco sweet chewing tobacco <laughs>
0: What did you do with it? Was it chewing tobacco? Was it like skull bandits? It, do you remember that? Well, I mean, you chew it, it and then
1: it was um, it was just like desiccated coconut, but it was coloured, coloured brown, so like tobacco colour. Oh. You just eat it like sweets. It was sugared desiccated coconut, but they marketed it as fake tobacco, which I don't know why that would appeal to kids. I
0: was trying uh, to think, how would you roll it's it? Up, like we're in the Wild like... West, is it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then spit it in a spittoon. Spitting in a spittoon—that <laughs> was what it was, wasn't it? I do think, though, it did seem to me back in the day when there were kind of bigger kind of family parties and stuff that it was a bit better. To me, it was better in the 80s because I think by the 90s, people drank more wine and stuff. But I, I remember like in the 80s, like you were saying about baby sham, like you'd have something like a baby sham and that would be champagne. There were lots of things that were treats, whereas now I don't think there's so much. I think you can get anything apart from... We, it yeah,
1: because we've got yeah. we've got we got um we've got too much choice, haven't we? We've got choice, that's the thing. We never had choice, you know, back in the old sound like a right pair of old kits, don't we? <laughs> we, <laughs> we didn't too, have the choice. Didn't have the
0: choice. <laughs> that, are,
1: are we in a retirement home? Is that, is that what's, what's going on now?
0: <laughs> Not just called Stamboy <laughs> you know, it have... is now you become a nan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we didn't have the choice, did we? It was we you had treats. You had the occasional treats, but uh beer yeah. or baby that was your choice beer in the eighties. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have wine <laughs> apart from uh, Asti Spumante. That was it.
0: Asti Spumante, blimey.
1: Asti Spumante. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like last Christmas was so sad. It did make me think we need to kind of bring it back. We need to bring back a bit of celebration. But I guess we should talk really about. Yeah, what did your nans do on Christmas Day? As in, did they do all the cooking? Have they retired out of that and passed it on to other people? Or was there just loads of that going on?
1: Well, with mine, because it it was just my nan and granddad lived together because obviously all all her kids had left home. So she was just cooking for the two of them. So she used to do all the cooking, pretty much. Um, And, uh, yeah, they used to have... They used to eat quite early, or sometimes my granddad would eat really early because he'd been up you know for hours and hours and hours and she'd eat later. But she did all the cooking really and she used to uh she was quite a good cook, she was a traditional cook. So she'd make homemade rhubarb crumble and homemade yeah. apple pie uh and rice pudding, you know, with the skin on it and that sort of thing. So it's traditional, traditional British fare, I'd say. Uh so it was yeah, she did it. My granddad, I think, could. He could cook because my brother used to go to school around the corner from my nan and granddad's, and you go, he'd go to theirs for uh, for his lunch. And my granddad would make him like beans on toast or, you know, sandwiches, stuff like that. So he could, he could do stuff, but my nan would do all the the major works.
0: They would start doing it really early, like with I think because my nan was a baker at one point, like that was her trade. Mm. So she really did do everything from scratch. Um, mm. Uh, so it was like a case if you would get the Christmas pudding made from scratch and the Christmas cake, everything like the turkey would be ordered and then they'd have to like dissect the turkey with all the bits and make it something. I can I can really giblets. distinctly, all the giblets, distinctly remember like um, Sunday roasts because she would... Make like a proper Sunday roast with the roast beef. And then always you'd get dripping on piece of bread. She'd always mop it up. And it was always like that was the best bit, was your sandwich of beef fat (laughs) was your best (laughs) bit. But um yeah, so so much work went into it.
1: She always had animals in the house. She always she always as long as I remember, she always had two dogs, two cats. And when you know when one of the animals will pass away, she just replaced it with another animal. <laughs> and um later on in life, she, she stopped replacing the cats and just concentrated on the dogs. And she used to cook um pigs' feet for the dogs. So huh? sometimes you go around, you you go, What is that smell? And it was you'd see a couple of trotters boiling away on, on the stove for the dogs. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, she made an delicacy. effort for them.
0: <laughs> she made it an is? effort for them. Um, so what was your relationship like with your nana? You were her favourite. What did that entail? It was good, yeah.
1: So it entailed um, sisters uh, sleep there quite regularly at weekends, which is a real treat, on a Saturday night, in um, the scariest room in the house.
0: Oh, what was that like? Because it overlooked
1: Handsworth Cemetery. It <gasps> overlooked hansworth Cemetery for a start. And it was really dark because they lived it felt like they lived in the countryside they lived in in handsworth so inner city but it was right on the edge of handsworth next to hilltop which was like a big area of fields like samuel valley which is yeah. a, a country park so it felt like they lived in the countryside so it was really dark so as soon as she turned that light off, so so i go to bed she'd come up she'd give me a little victory v sweet as a bedtime treat Ooh, so i'd have that get um, a sweetie
0: for bedtime uh,
1: try, try not to <laughs> choke on it um And then uh, turn the light out and it was just really dark. And the the moonlight would shine through the window and you'd see these shadows cast on the wall. Obviously they were monsters, obviously. And then your mind would turn to the cemetery, which was literally opposite (gasps) the bedroom window. Um, So yeah, but I loved it. I loved sleeping there. And then, um, uh, yeah, so on Sundays, sometimes my auntie or, or her cousin were around and we, yeah you know, we'd go for a walk yeah. in the cemetery actually I used to love I still do now I love cemeteries we used to go walking and looking at the graves because I was obsessed by the graves that had photos on them,
0: oh, some of them had photos really? of the of, of the people on them. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 and Gosh. I used to, I'm fascinated by that's the that's the person that's underground so uh, yeah um and what else was, I used to comb my hair on Sunday oh, really? night. Yeah, because you know, she had really thick black hair, oh, uh, right. and it was always that's sort of set. Yeah, yeah, so she used to "Say, will you, you comb me hair?" So I said, "I was a coma hair." Uh, so it was a good relationship. Yeah, I was. um oh,
0: that's really sweet. I was quite
1: spoiled by her, really. Yeah.
0: Out of all speak? the
1: grandkids, I think I was the one that stayed m- most often at their house.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that's always a giveaway, isn't it? If you get to stay over, because. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I used to stay over a lot, but I can remember how cold it was because they didn't have any central heating, and um, mm. I can remember being really scared in the back bedroom because it was the one that like nobody was ever in, and um, just like loads of spooky stuff in the corner. There was a mm. there was a gas mask from the Second World War in that,
1: <laughs> just the, just in case.
0: Just in case you know yeah and um, just all this kind of clutter that was quite scary but she was really good at um, being cozy like she'd come in and talk to me and calm me down and things like that so I really loved Mm. staying over with her Um, but it Mm. was freezing there was no central heating in that house at all I don't think they ever got central heating. They had like a, <laughs> a heater in one room, and that was it. How did they live like that the whole time? It was so cold. Yeah. Um, we've got we could have crackers, but I have mine's not making a popping noise for some weird reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't,
1: because it's in oh, your head.
0: Oh, it's, it's ripped open. <laughs> oh, it, I, I hate that? when
1: that happens. Cheek.
0: Have you got a uh, cracker joke? I've got one. I've got one about a nan-ish. Go on then. Well, you know, like Megan called the Queen like a lovely grandmother, so that kind of counts. Mm. But I've given the punchline away now. Um <laughs> <laughs> What is the royal family's favourite fruit? I don't know. It's the Queen's peach. <laughs>
1: hey! Right. <laughs> um, what
0: about, have you got one
1: yes i have i've just i've just pulled it out of this cracker here i've got ah. in front of me that the, obviously that the, the bangers uh broken um who, who was the first pop star in space
0: i don't know who was the first pop star in space
1: lady gagarin
0: <laughs> very good <laughs> It's good. It's contemporary.
1: It is, isn't it? It's kind of yeah, with a nod to the past, which is what this show's all about.
0: I don't know about a nod to the past. I feel like I have permanently in the past. lived there. Permanently yeah. live. In I wanna go past.
1: back. I wanna go back on my rally grift the bike.
0: So you had this really nice relationship with your nan. That makes means we're we're both yeah. kind of nan childs then, as they used to call it. Yeah, little nan child <laughs>
1: Nana Cherry song, isn't
0: it? Nana Cherry song. Yeah. All my references are from a long time ago. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you you oh you brushed her hair. You went to yeah. the cemetery with her for a little. Walk books yeah. and the dead people and um she used,
1: to have, um, she own- used to have a she used to have a cleaning job in um in a, a bookies i think it was william hill or lab brooks uh of an evening and sometimes i'd go with her to that and just just help out but usually it was mainly so i could sit, sit in the wind because i'd get into the window because you know b- book, uh, betting shops have like a display of a big card with like horses or grounds on it. So I used yeah. to open the little door and go and stand in the window and pretend I was a, a mannequin. <laughs> oh my God. I was that's 26. Amazing. Um was a trick. I wasn't really. <laughs> yeah, I used to stand as still as I could for all the passers by to, to wonder what's Did that anybody walk past? Ladbrooks. I mean, uh, people just used to, nothing, no one ever commented or banged the window. They used to just see this strange child in William Hill's front window display. <laughs>
0: You know what that was always one of my ambitions was to be able to do that especially after, after watching the film Mannequin when she came. I really wanted uh, to just stand in a window you I've lived a, your best life Rachel. Right? You, so... you have it's amazing i was just thinking like what do you want to be when you grow up like what kind of old man would you like to be i'm asking this of everyone um...
1: I mean, years ago, like when I was a student, or when I was a teenager, actually, I used to, I used to love the Golden Girls, oh, yeah. and I used to think, when I'm an old lady, <laughs> I would love to live with other old ladies in a house share. So I think something like, I think living with other people in a house share, I suppose you call it a retirement home now, but, um, but I mean, you <laughs> know, in, in in a house, just sort of living like a student life, but in, in your eighties.
0: <laughs> I'll have to come and move into my house, and we can drink lots of Baileys together <laughs> yeah. at ten o'clock in the morning after we've been awake since four a.m.
1: <laughs> yes, because it's it's nearly bedtime.
0: <laughs> I love the idea that your granddad was having Yorkshire pudding for breakfast, like <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like by eleven
1: o'clock, yeah, <laughs> he was ready for his lunch at eleven o'clock.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I I love that idea. Yeah, you just want to have a house share. in mm. uh yeah live, I think live so, yeah. Just life.
1: just fun. I mean, um oh. I'll probably be a real moaner because I, I am now and I'm not even that age yet. But um I'm hoping I'll be retain my sense of humor. My, my granddad was really sarcastic. My nan had a really dark sense of humor, as you could tell from the walnut episode. But my granddad was really sarcastic as well. And so I'd like I'd like to be like that. I think still be sharp enough to be sarcastic and sort of razor, sort of razor wit. Yeah,
0: just basically pranking people and throwing walnuts at them. That sounds pretty yeah, good. mucking
1: about, just mucking about, really, <laughs> not getting caught, not getting caught, <laughs> not <laughs> getting took... into trouble
0: talking about this on the last one about being an invisible nan like basically maybe you could just heist a bank and nobody would notice that you're there (laughs) well it's been a lovely lovely bit of christmas i think that we've had here um it's been so festive it's been so festive
1: yeah i can't wait to spend my book token
0: and um i've got all my tinsel stuff and i've still got half a pint of Baileys left, so that's pretty good. Half a pint of
1: Baileys and an allergic (laughs) reaction from tinsel around your neck. What more do you want?
0: The Christmas I became a man was never revisited as I moved away, but I did learn some man tips, like get two pints in when the bell goes for last orders, and never lift a finger unless it's your drinking arm. My nan never did get a Christmas off, but then she found freedom in other ways by painting in the back room, experimenting with baking, and even holding psychic development circles. But that's another story. Thanks again to Craig Deely for bringing some Yuletide cheer. I've still got some Bailey's left over from Christmas. Actually, I might have another little tipple. See you soon, Bab. Terow bit. Stand By Your Nan has been written and performed by Rachel Sambrooks, co-produced with Steve Keyworth, and with music by Lewis Barfoot. It's a Gertie Words production funded by Arts Council England. And now I'm returning with Golden Great
1: Storm